Welcome to Highlighted, the All Sports Culture podcast. Sully, Kurt, and Sam. Of course, the trio are back. Uh, today, we don't have a guest. Thursday, we will have a guest, though. But today, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the Stafford news that broke. I believe this was Saturday night. Uh, insane. Pretty late at night. Um, obviously, Matt Stafford, originally on the Lions, as we know him. He is going to the Rams for two firsts. Jared Goff, which is pretty insane, and a third-round pick. Um, I'll say quickly what I thought about it, and then I can open the floor to whatever Kurt and Sam think. Uh, when I originally saw it, I I love Matt Stafford as a player. I think he's been undervalued a lot. I think we talked about this recently. Uh, I think he's extremely talented. And you putting a guy like Matt Stafford who can hold his own as a QB, like he can read a defense, he can you know audible, he can make his own plays, he can you know he can make stuff happen by himself. And you replace Jared Goff with that because Jared Goff is kind of a player who it was a crutch. You know, he really leaned on McVay a lot and, you know, he couldn't really make a lot happen on his own. He was decent at, you know, making the reads and that he needed to make that were pretty much laid out there for him. But once stuff kind of broke down, he was like, he he didn't know what he was doing. Matt Stafford's the total opposite. So in my opinion, I think this is incredible. Now the Rams, I think they don't pick until like what, like 2024. Yeah. So it's pretty ridiculous in there, but I will say, I think the Rams have a Super Bowl window here of one to two years. Um, once they start getting some free agents and they have to pay some people, it might be a little tough, but I think for the next two years, they are going to be a dominant team in the NFC. And that's my thoughts. I, I like to trade for both sides. Honestly, I will say um, not so much as Goff's going to be an answer for the lions, but he's a nice, he's a solid bridge quarterback. He's definitely owed a lot of money, but the picks they got are going to be really, really good. So I like it for both teams. Yeah, I agree that this trade is a win for both sides, if you ask me. And everyone, no, only, Sam, one side has to win. Exactly. I was about to bring that up. <laughs> that everyone has to think that a trade has to be an automatic win for one side. And everyone's been saying that the Lions came out on top immediately after this trade. And I would disagree in that sense of it because the Rams obviously are trying to go for the ring, they're trying to go for the Super Bowl. And Sean McVay and Jared Goff apparently were having a bit of a disagreement. It came out right after they lost to the Packers that they were kind of butting heads a bit. And we're all just like, oh, whatever. It's not a big deal. Jared Goff is Sean McVay's bitch. He'll listen to him, whatever. We'll, we'll get over it. And it turns out that Sean McVay and Matt Stafford linked up in Cabo and they made this thing happen overnight. And it's just happened. And I honestly thought the Rams, I saw their name pop up in these trade talks. I'm like, oh, they're just... They're just in it just to be in it. They're not actually going to do it. And they managed to pull it off. And there's a lot of other interesting notes about this trade that I'll bring up after um, we all lay out our preliminary thoughts about the deal. But uh, yeah, Stafford is a huge upgrade from Goff. He's going to give you a lot more off script ability that Jared Goff didn't. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback pre-snap. He's just not. He struggles a lot, and you can see McVay completely wringing his ears full with information before he even, like, while he's reading the field. It's kind of sad to see that. And just getting a guy like Matt Stafford who can play a lot more out of script, who can actually read a defense and be past first read, it's going to be a huge upgrade for them. And um, this isn't just a trade for Matt Stafford. 
it's a trade to get rid of Jared Goff's contract. And that's why the Rams gave up as much as they did. And I don't mean to pat myself on the shoulder, but I said Matt Stafford would go for two ones and he went for two ones and you guys call me nuts. So I'll give you a pat. Thank you. Give you a virtual pat. I want to say that the Rams are before Kurt speaks, the Rams are kind of the team that most teams, they hold on to their bad contracts. They don't really, they kind of know they made a mistake, but they won't admit it to themselves. The Rams are like, all right, we fucked up. Let's get them out of here before it's, I mean, not really too late, but like, let's just get them out of here. Brandon Cooks, Goff, and Gurley. They, they, they don't care. They're like, they know they fucked up. I mean, Brandon Cooks, debatable that they messed up on that. But obviously with Gurley and Goff, wasn't great contracts. So they get rid of them. They cut them to the wind. And, you know, now they have some, I mean, they still, still definitely hurts their cap position, but it's better for the long run. So. Yeah, uh, I won't speak too long. You guys kind of covered it for the most part. I think both sides won the deal. Um, I think it more, I guess, benefits LA in the short-term run and then obviously benefits Detroit for the long-term situation. Uh, You got to remember that it wasn't Sean McVay who was the coach when they drafted Jared Goff. It was Jeff Fisher. And obviously, you know, he's never really had his guy. He even hasn't, I don't think he's had a single first-round pick while he's been in LA. So he's never really had the chance to really pick out his guy. Um, he's kind of been stuck with Goff. And obviously you could tell, like Sam mentioned, um, they were kind of butting heads at the end of the year. And it just never seemed like he was really the exact guy, except obviously the Super Bowl year when he was really good. Um, but then, you know, ever since that, it hasn't really worked out too well in the LA. So, you know, Sean McVay, while he sees how dominant his team is defensively, we saw how good they were this year and offensively they had those weapons. He understood the situation, which was you can't really wait on this Jared Goff. If you have the opportunity to go get your guy that you want, you have to go do it. And he ultimately took that chance and you got Matthew Stafford. It doesn't matter how much it costs. People are automatically saying it's an over overpay, but if Stafford and the Rams win the Super Bowl, which is a very likely situation in which they do, we won't be looking back on this and saying it was an overpay. We're going to be looking back at this and be like, wow, Sean McVay and company made a great move to get Matthew Stafford out of Detroit and sent a guy who people thought would be the retaining starting quarterback in 2021. He took a gamble and it paid off. That's what we're going to be saying. And if you automatic, and if you think that the Rams have a chance of going to the Super Bowl, which I think all three of us do next year, then I think it's a good move for the Rams. As for the lines, um, Jared Goff as a short-term, short-term quarterback for them next year is not bad whatsoever. Obviously, Jared Goff, you can say whatever you want about him as a quarterback, and I don't think he's going to be this incredible or top-10 quarterback, but you have to realize that he did lead the Rams to a Super Bowl. While you can argue that it was more of a support system that got him there, he still got him there. And I'm not saying that he's going to lead Detroit to a Super Bowl in any way, shape, or form, but that's not what Detroit is focusing on this short-term project or long-term project, excuse me, with Matt Campbell. Um, they're rebuilding. They got the two first-round picks. They get a Jared Goff um, who can be the short-term option for them. I don't think they now have to go. I think a lot of people are assuming that they go quarterback with the seventh pick, and I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. Um, and my whole theory, and I've said it many times on this podcast, is you build the so- support system around the quarterback and then you find your quarterback. And I think that's ultimately what the lines are going to do. And I completely agree with that 
you know, sense of style. Um, but all in all, I think it was a good trade for both sides. Um, and like you guys are both referring to, you don't always need a loser in this instance. And I think that both trades, both teams are very happy with the trade that just transpired. Look, I want to bring this up for the fact that the Lions left some pretty damn good offers on the table to take this deal. And you can see, I mean, they turned down number eight overall, which is kind of crazy to me because I'd rather have eight overall than two late first. Because well, did you see um, they had the trade? It was going to go through. It yeah. was going to go through. And then yeah, the Rams then, slid in. Well, I think, thing, and you've seen the report, most of it was Detroit because of everything that Stafford's done for him. They wanted to make sure that he was happy with the decision. So, or whatever move that was going to be conducted. So I think that obviously the biggest thing was that Stafford wanted to go play with McVay. He wanted to go out West. And I think that while he wasn't, I don't think opposed to playing in Carolina, it's one of those things where they were going to make sure he was the most happiest. And I think that that was in LA. But I'm going to bounce back on you on that one because Stafford said he was okay with playing all the teams that were interested in him, except new England. I think that Detroit took this deal because of Jared Goff. I literally think that's why they took it. I think because their new general manager, who's Brad Holmes, who helped scout and draft Jared Goff in 2016, he was a big part of them picking him. I think they truly believe that Jared Goff is a reclamation project for that team. And a lot of people are just saying it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to take a quarterback in this draft. I don't think they will. I think they're going to stick with Goff for at least one year and see how he does, even though they don't have the best team around him. I mean, their defense sucks and they don't really have any weapons currently other than Hawk and Swift because all the receivers are going to leave. But I think they took this trade because of Jared Goff. I'm being honest with you guys. Don't think it's a bad. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say if that's why they took it, but it's reasonable. And I think I agree with you that they won't draft a quarterback. I think Goff will be the starter for the entire year next year. Um, I just want to say rest in peace to Goff, though, because, I mean, the man went to college in California. He played for the L.A. Rams. Now he's got to go to Detroit. <laughs> I mean, come on. This, L.A. to Detroit could be the worst thing you could do yeah, moving-wise in the U.S., um just ask so, yeah. blake griffin just ask blake griffin <laughs> yeah yeah so it's tough They're, they'll they'll be buddies i guess uh last question where okay. do you guys see the rams finishing next year in the nfc based on how they are right now do you think uh, they're outright gonna win their division do you think they're the favorites in the nfc i think I, that division is ridiculous that division is going to be insane. Uh, I think I they'll win it, though. I sent this earlier in the chat off the top of my head. I think San Francisco has a really good chance of winning that division. Uh, so I'd go San Fran 1, LA 2, Seattle 3, Arizona 4. That's kind of how I feel right now because I feel like even though San Francisco has the fourth worst quarterback, the fourth best quarterback in that division, like the rest of their team is so insane and they yeah. just had everything put together, but they also are having a giant coaching turnover. They lost their passing game coordinator and their defense yeah. coordinator. So you never they really still, know. They still got the goat though, Kyle. So, yeah. And the Rams also are going over a giant like coaching turnover. I mean, they've lost literally everyone. Yeah. So. McVeigh is inevitable. If only All right, well, that, that's that about does it for the uh, the Stafford segment. But this podcast just gonna do a little sponsorship. It's our first one at ASC, so uh, you know, big ups. Well, pretty much first one. 
This podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. If you've never heard of it, it's the simplest form of fantasy sports right now. Basically, pick two to five players, and you can go over, under, and you can win up to 10 times on your entry. It allows multiple sports, so you could do like Mahomes over and then under on LeBron's fantasy points. So it's kind of cool in that sense if you like multiple different sports. If you sign up using the code All Sports, you'll receive an instant deposit match of up to $100. So check it out on the App Store, Prize Picks. Uh, it seems pretty fun. Kurt, I know, plays the shit out of it. Oh, it's great. I can't because uh, I'm in New York, and I told I told the guy we met with, I'm like, listen, buddy, I, I, lo- I love the app. Work I think it's that. cool, but I can't play it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, New York's tough. He gave us a social spiel. But anyway, check out Prize Picks. Use the code ALLSPORTS 100% on your deposit. But uh, that being said, let's break down the Super Bowl, guys, because – you know, it's obviously coming up this Sunday, Thursday. Like I said, we're going to be having a guest on. Um, so we're not really going to talk that much about the Super Bowl and then. But, you know, what are we thinking? I kind of feel like we've already, you know, kind of set our picks. But now that we have the matchup, obviously with Mahomes versus Brady and Bucks versus the Chiefs, it's going to be a really good Super Bowl, in my opinion. Uh, I've, you know, basically every single podcast that we talk about the NFL, I talk about how much I love Mahomes and the Chiefs. And we pretty much all do just because they're so ridiculous. Um, I will say, I think that the Bucks are extremely talented. We pretty much said that last podcast as well. Uh, Tom Brady is playing a lot better than I thought he would, you know, at this point in the season. He's He's been pretty solid. Uh, second half last week, pretty shaky, but... Um, or two weeks ago, but you know, he, he's definitely played well overall throughout this season. So I can't say I like the chiefs by an overwhelming margin, but I'm still going to go with the chiefs. I can't bet against Patty Mahomes. There's two rules in the NFL. You can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and you can't bet against Tom Brady. One of them is over the other one. And that's Mahomes for me. Exactly. Uh, this is going to be the passing of the crown. Obviously, uh, Tom Brady, it's not like he was there last year. He had a rough year with the Pats, but he's back at 42 or 3. Is he 42? 43. He's 43 years old. I mean, the man's going to play until he's like 45 probably. So it's ridiculous, but this is going to be passing of the crown. I think that this is going to be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's still possible that he makes it next year. I'm not saying – I mean, that's my prediction that, I, that he won't. But I feel like this is going to be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl of his career. And he's going to lose to the QB that's kind of like going to be the Tom Brady of his generation. He's going to be, Mahomes is always going to be in the Super Bowl. He's always going to be winning that division. He's going to be dominating every, every season. So this is like when Giannis hit that three and he did like the crown gesture, but this is like <laughs> the actual crown. So none of that fake bullshit. All right. So I'll say this. Um, I have the Chiefs winning this game. Uh, I will say this, not to discredit Tampa Bay in any way, but we obviously saw Tampa Bay last week against Green Bay. And while they put up this really good performance, I think there were many times, Sam knows his best, that Green Bay, like, I think Green, it was more of a situation like where Green Bay lost themselves than losing to Tampa. So, and I just don't think Kansas City is going to make that mistake. I think Kansas City is just too good of a team to where if they're giving a situation where, they can score and they control their own destiny on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to take advantage of it. Um, I was listening to Alex Monaco's podcast. It's like a sports um, betting or sports gambling podcast today. And he was basically saying that, and I didn't know this. I think he said like for the whole, you know, Super Bowl era, if you bet 
the, you know, the Super Bowl winner, they have covered the spread like basically every Super Bowl except for like five. So really? a lot of people are like, you know, I, I like Kansas City to win, but the three and a half or the three is a little high. But following kind of what I read or what I heard, it's like if you're going to take point. Kansas City, you basically have to take the spread. So I think they're going to cover the spread. I think they're going to win by, I don't know, six or seven. But I do think it's going to be a good game. Like you said, Sully, I'm looking forward to it. And I completely agree. I was going to make this analogy, but you basically said it. I think it's literally going to be Mahomes getting the crown from Tom Brady, the passing of the goats. Uh, and The passing of the goat. I, oh, I'm my God. My- Sounds like some ancient ritual. Yeah. The passing but- of the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I – well, and – Kyle, Colin Coward brought it up on the podcast, and I completely agree. He was like, if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, there's a legitimate argument you can make that, like, I don't think people would say he's the GOAT, but his resume at 25 will prove already he's on that track. he's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. going to be on track easily. He's definitely on track. But that's if he retired after the Super Bowl, I'd put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, so would I. Which is absurd. Uh, I do want to say, though, Colin Coward also thought Bill Belichick was coaching this weekend. Did you guys see that? No. Wait, what? He was talking to Jimmy Johnson, I think, who it was. And uh, he kept bringing up Belichick. And at first, I thought it was like some analogy. But then he, he like opened up as a question. He's like, yeah, how do you think Bill's preparing? And I was like, what is going on? I swear <laughs> it was on Twitter. I was so confused. I Maybe it was taken out of context, but I'm pretty sure it was from like his last uh, show or whatever i'm not surprised. he also this is all topic then i'll let you talk sam he um he brought up this trade scenario where he would trade Derek carr darren waller and four first rounders for deshaun that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my yeah. life but whatever i don't if, like it if vegas does that they're pathetic that's, that's terrible no, that's if it was like Derek terrible. and darren and two then no, we can talk but i, I, I four you guys... first rounders Four, and then you yeah. have Darren Waller, who's easily your best offensive weapon. And Derek Carr, Derek Carr is severely underrated at this point. It's absurd. For Deshaun Watson, though? I understand Deshaun's an upgrade, but... 25 years old. You wouldn't trade a near 30-year-old Four first-rounders? Yes, and I Darren would, Waller? There's no chance I'm doing that trade. You, no are, you don't no, want do. a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. Instead, you want to keep a tight end. And that's, the Raiders that's would be the, the worst team for so long. It's... Yeah, I, a I, tight I went, end. That's what's deal breaking it. Yes, he's much more than a tight end if that's what you're going to label him. I'm not just labeling him as a tight end, though. I, oh, that's I recognize <laughs> he's a Pro Bowl tight end, but I'm just saying. It's like, literally going to be, it's, I mean, you were making it sound like the deal breaker. Did he catch 100 balls last year? No, no, I yeah. emphasize it. The deal breaker is the four ridiculous. first rounders. I don't get why four first round picks is too much for a that's fucking all pro quarterback. Okay. This is off topic. Well, Washington I'm not trying to change traded the three first round picks for RG three. Yeah, it should it all it should have worked out. Stafford just got two. You're telling yeah. me Deshaun Watson, who's a better quarterback than Matt Stafford right now, who's 25 years old, may I add, who's under contract for four more years. You're telling me he's not worth four first round picks? What well, is wrong with you? I don't think so. Four is a lot. Carr, Darren Waller, four first round Derek picks. Carr's- I think the. The Raiders would be so bad for so long. Like, they'd be horrible. I agree. They like, I, I, under, I understand they'd be so bad. 
I understand because your argument of the contract the, wait, wait, for four years, me, but they would be trash for four years. Have you seen their first round picks lately? They've been horrible. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, Respect it's not my fault that John Gruden's like, all right, let me take someone that's projected to go into the thirties. Like massively upgrade your quarterback spot. But there's and just where he plays the tight end. There's just no. My thing is, there's no point in upgrading your quarterback position when there's no need to do so. Like, and you're giving up four first rounders as well, and your best offensive weapon. You're telling me Nelson you Aguilar? don't need to upgrade your quarterback why, position. Why would you need you to upgrade? The Derek Carr is the least Deshaun of their Watson. worries right now. The quarterback is the least of their worries right now. I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm just saying you have the opportunity of getting a top five quarterback, and you're saying, nah, I don't want to because I'm going to trade my okay, tight that, end. That, that, yeah, obviously, you'd no. want to, okay. but it's the extent of four first rounders and Darren Waller. Yeah, so what? And Derek, I'm just not doing it. Whatever. All right. What are we talking about? We got off topic. Uh, I gotta, I gotta give We're my done. pick, but you guys, aren't gonna, <laughs> We're done. We're done. you guys aren't going to like, let me bother now because you, I don't, I don't understand both of your stance on that. I can't believe you think a deal breaker for a potential hall of fame quarterback is on it's not just Waller. Tight end. Exactly. It's not just Waller. It's Waller yeah, they, plus the four first round picks. Them together is progressive. Lately have been horrible. Yeah. You're but I, that's that, a, I don't know. That's like, you gotta, you, if you're going to be a horrible franchise, if you can't pick, like they got to start picking. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, they yeah, got to start doing I'd that. Rather, if I can't pick, well, I'll just go with the stupid. Yeah, but do you think Mike Well, I can't pick well. So let's, yeah, you can't. Uh, he's, he's going to admit that to himself. I suck at being a GM. So let's dish the like, first wow, round. I'm so bad. Let me just hey, trade all hey, my draft picks. That's what John Schneider has done with the Seahawks. He's just like, I can't pick well in the first round. So I was going to trade my first round picks. Sounds like I mean, it, it hasn't worked out for <laughs> Jamal Adams yet, but um, whatever. Okay, I'll give my pick really. Uh, I'll try and give my pick. So I think this game's going to be a lot closer than you guys are saying it's going to be. Um, I think the Bucks are going to give a lot of matchup problems for the Chiefs. Um, I don't think they're going to do the same mistake as they did in the regular season where they put Carlton Davis one-on-one with Tyree Kill. We know how that ended. But in the second half of that game, they adjusted excellently and pretty much held down the Chiefs very well and scored a lot better as compared to the first half. So I still have faith in this Tampa team, but it's the same thing I've been saying all year about this KC team. Kansas City has such a large margin of error that they can still come back and win if they're down 15 in the fourth quarter, like they did against San Francisco last year in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay gets on themselves a lot. They didn't win that game last week. Green Bay lost it. They gave Green Bay every opportunity to come back and win that game. I can say that with a lot of confidence. We just fired two coaches because of that game. That's how much we melted down. I'm going with Kansas City. But I would not be surprised if Tampa came out and win this game because the matchup problems that they provide for Kansas City are actually kind of like key. I mean, Kansas City's offensive line is an absolute joke now. They don't have Eric Fisher or Mitchell Schwartz. And you just saw what those edges on Tampa's D line did to Green Bay's back to Green Bay's tackles. They absolutely abuse them. But Patrick Mahomes is elite against the Blitz. So never really know. Um and with how Tampa's defense is clicking, how their offense is clicking as of late, I could change my pick to Tampa midweek, but I am going with KC because just that margin of error is so damn big that you just can't, you can't deny it. You just can't. And also, you guys both believe Andy Reid's the best coach in the NFL? Well, outside, no, no, you of, don't, outside of Belichick. 
you know, you think outside of Belichick? Right, yeah. What was outside. that, Kurt? I said, do you think LaFleur is better, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I know. All right, cool. Um, outside of Belichick, uh, it's either him or Shanahan. Oh, Shanahan. Uh, right, so what do you think me. Arians is? Bruce Arians, Arians is not top five. Uh, no, he's, like, he's like around 10. To... He's 32. Okay, I, 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 I chill there. But, uh, All right, 31. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, 32 no. is Joe Judge. No, 32 yeah. is Urban Meyer. If he was blind, but, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that's another part of this game that I'm sh- obviously I'm not going to say people aren't discussing. People are definitely discussing it, but Super Bowl, you know, you got the most amount of time to come. Uh, you know, prepare for the Super Bowl than you do any other playoff game besides maybe the first round. So, uh, I'm going staff to, uh, is definitely going to play a big role in this when game. When Mahomes wins, you know damn well I'm going to pull up that tweet, the never bet against Mahomes tweet. I'm going to be tweeting that for like four days straight. Yeah, you like, told you, like you pick the, you <laughs> the Browns, dude. You picked the Browns to beat well, the Chiefs. You know, Baker has a special place <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> I had to pick him. <laughs> yeah, he's got a weird oh, clause. The double Unless standard. it's Baker Mayfield. Exactly. Or that's Derek that's and four first round picks, <laughs> or Derek Carr. I, I, I still I still can't believe you guys would not do that trade. I think you guys are insane. Cheers I, to that I one. think you're insane. I love Watson too. I love Watson. I think he's so good. I can't believe you guys are saying it's a deal breaker because you're trading away a near thirty year old tight end and four first round picks for an all pro quarterback. That would be correct. I think you guys are crazy. That's all I'm going to say. I think you're crazy. crazy. All right. Should we get some, just some questions? Yeah. Yeah. Start wrapping them. Well, here's the thing. So if you didn't listen to the other podcast, that's where we answer all the sport questions, but then we didn't answer like all the like funny questions or like non-sport related questions. So that's what we're going to answer here. Uh, Just kind of a, you know, chill podcast getting ready for the Super Bowl, and, you know, talk about everything we need to. So yeah. Hit me with it. All right. First question. Is Astroworld Travis's best album? No. No. It's Rodeo. Yes. Easily. It is. Easily. Astroworld is really good, though. It is. Yeah. I love Astroworld. It's great. Can... Oh, I took it down. I had, like, the vinyl hung up over there. I got this instead, though, if you guys can see it. You know, greetings from Astroworld. I will That's... say Astroworld has very good consistency, but rodeo has some of Travis's best singular songs. It's got bangers on there. Out there, yeah, yeah. Like big time bangers. Nine hundred two one zero. Nine hundred two one zero. I I could die to that song. Like I could just like <laughs> sit here and just oh, Thanos snap me away. Honestly, great. But like I think it's the best song on the album. But like my favorites, Nightcrawler is probably my favorite. I think Chiefs like feature on that is one of his best features ever. And then what else? Oh my dissonant. So good, so good. Those are two of my favorites. But yeah, nine hundred two one zero. I have a, I have a, I have a take about nine hundred two one zero. Does does anyone like wish you could just like take away the? I love. All right, here, here's my take. I talked about this with my college roommates. I love the entire song, right? Yeah. But I wish I could take away the first half of the song and just have the second half, because the first half is good. It kind of sets you up. You know, it's they're obviously different vibes. It's a beat switch and everything, so it it's different vibes. But like the first one, the first half of the song, it's good. But I think the second half is unbelievable. The second half gets yeah, me going. It, it's though. better because half, of the first half. Yeah, the first half, half sets, like, it, no, sets it up. It, it does. Like it's Stargazing set. is 
the second half of Stargazing no. is only oh, good, but it's I only love, good because of the first half. I love half. the second half of Stargazing. I love <laughs> okay. the second half we of Stargazing. All do. But that song isn't as good without the first half of that no, song. I, under, I understand you, but you ever, you know, you're in the mood for the second half of the song, and it's like, I gotta listen to the first. Like, you, I guess you could skip it, but it's like, ah. I mean, it's also I, got apple pie, antidote, piss on your grave, promo. Which I mean, is yeah, the best weekend great. collab. Like, come on, guys. Like, the it, Rodeo's great. the best. Rodeo's the best. Oh, yeah. No argument. Gonna go with uh, Astro. I'm sorry. You're not, because you said Rodeo. I thought you just said Rodeo. Oh, no, I said Astro. No, you I didn't. You're Shut lying. up. I, yeah, you're lying. All right, sorry, I'm lying. You guys yeah, know yeah. me, right? You're all lying, right. yes. Yeah, you're, you're definitely lying. Next yeah. question. Favorite TV show as a kid? Drake and Josh. Yep, it's that was not close. It's Drake not, and Josh it's not even close. Um, it's not even close. I would say. Kurt, were you like it was Drake and Josh for you? Was it like I feel like it was a little before your time? It like was a little it bit. Was. It was like yeah, okay. when I was like I don't know six or seven. It was kind of like yeah. in the later stage of like the production for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was honestly even a little bit before my like I would. Nah, I would say it's about my time. No, yeah. it was it was out when I was growing up. So yeah, I was I, a... I was during when they were releasing it, so it was definitely. That's what made us who we are. Yeah, that show, the that Drake and Josh episode where they're in the treehouse and oh, they didn't, they forgot to cut the door out. <laughs> and it's like, do you guys? All right, this is oh my, my favorite God. episode. It's the one where they go to the um the amusement park, and oh, and they're, they're waiting in the line, line and they wait in the line. Waiting in the line. It's so good, yeah. so good. Um, yeah, all right, mine way. mine's got to be Zoe 101 though. Fire that's a great show. show as well that's a great show Fire as well show. Ooh. honestly there's so many good ones like i know like iCarly, bro like all right you, you don't want to admit iCarly is a great show they put iCarly on a great show yeah i might Netflix? rip a couple episodes it's like, i don't know key. if it is today but in the month of it's February, coming yeah. it's coming the first two seasons i have a little bit of a hot take though i watched a drake and josh episode like six months ago i watched the one where his grandpa was in world war ii and he thought he was like a like a marine <laughs> and he like he's like they got me trapped like i'm hell hostage yeah yeah, like, Craig and Eric. yeah exactly and we're laughing right now like we love that episode it's got great memories i watched it i didn't laugh that much it really didn't hit me like where i thought it would it's tough oh I that's feel like, sad yeah that's what i'm saying like i feel like the show like it, it it's a lot of nostalgia for us. I don't know if it's as good as we think it was, but a lot of it is like you're a young age. Like you're watching that when you're like 12 to like 13 years old. Like it was amazing. So I guess that's kind of what it is. Hey, me, and, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but two years ago, me and my cousin rewatched Drake and Josh on Hulu. Uh-huh. It was, it was still funny. It was, oh, I'm sure, oh, I yeah, bet. Yeah. I'm sure if you funny. get the right episode, yeah. Like we we were on like a nostalgia binge like during that yeah, summer. Those are the best. Like we rewatched like the high school musical movies for some reason. Oh. Uh we went Classics. back to Ned's Declassified. If you know Ned's Declassified, oh, dude, real I saw a Ned's Declassified TikTok from the guy. Like he's no like, way. I'm the guy in Ned's Declassified. And I was like, what the fuck? Wait, like act like Ned? The, yeah the it was like him and, and every comment was like people that used to watch the show they're like ned we need like your guide to adulthood like we don't know what we're doing <laughs> you, that was funny have you seen cookie now the dude is built who's cookie the main i don't i don't really remember the show the to show. be honest oh you're it's like i know ned obviously but like i can't i can't think of a particular episode okay i'll ask a different question i i think we're thinking more live action what's your favorite cartoon growing up i know spongebob's probably gonna be all of our answers yeah SpongeBob's SpongeBob um, first few be seasons too. of spongebob but, uh, were elite. yeah unbelievable 
what is um if it's not spongebob uh there was this... i want to say avatar because that's like a good avatar was avatar really good great... all right yeah everything changed when the fire nation attacked bro yeah. <laughs> crazy a fire show that they used to put on uh i think it was cartoon network was wacky races like, I don't know what that is. That, I actually don't know what that, that was is. That was my either. shit. Oh my! I I remember I like every is. weekend it premiere at like eight a.m. I wake up, watch it. Oh, fire show! You guys gotta check it out. Everyone listening to the pod, check it out. Um, they're flocking. They're, they're going. <laughs> they're running to their TVs right now, turning it on. I remember early Total Drama Island. Oh my ben god! Yeah, that was a big one. I ben never 10, watched too much of Total ben Drama. The original was good. So many uh, classics. Yeah. Johnny Test. Fire. Johnny Test, uh, Johnny Bravo. Yo, for- yo, you guys ever watch um, Digimon? No. No, no, I was a Pokemon what? kid. And you on. Oh, come on. Dude, dude, I love Digimon. Digimon's fire. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of childhood, man. I'm friend. on the wrong side of history. You were. You just are. I'm weak and history will forget me. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. All Next right. question. Next question. Can Sully eat more than two McDonald's bur- burgers in an hour? <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, what's the for question? You, what's the answer? For Can all you? of you listening, I don't know if I don't know if you guys were here about this is probably almost a year ago. I would yeah. say, right? Probably almost. It was like, I, I feel like it was around like the beginning of yeah, beginning of quarantine. So it might, around, yeah, it might literally yeah. yeah, it's like almost a year ago. Um, I had a challenge. So basically, it started out as a challenge that my friend gave me. He sent me a Twitter picture, and it was like, can you eat all this in 30 minutes or 90 minutes? And I could have destroyed the challenge in 90 minutes, but we kind of modified it. I had eight minutes, which was absurd That now that I look back and think about it. But it was like 40 nuggets. I had to eat four quarter pounders, two fries. Uh, I think that was it, um, as if that's a little bit. But... He was going to give me the new Xbox if I won. He was going to buy me it. So I was like, oh, that's dope. And then I told the ASC chat, and they were like, then I was like, oh, I might stream it. And they're like, yeah, dude, you got to stream it. So what happened was I knew about like six hours before I ran like three miles because I was like, I got to get as hungry as possible. I ran three miles. Um, and then I went to go get the McDonald's. I was starting at like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., Got the McDonald's, drove, had to drive 15 minutes, had to drive 15 minutes back. Then I didn't start for another like 15 minutes while I was at the house, live streamed it. I put the burger in the Coke because I'm trying to eat it as quick as possible. Take my first bite, things ice cold. I couldn't, I started chewing it. It wasn't going down. I'm like, all right, it's over. I'm fucked. Like, this isn't going to work. And everyone pretty much realized that as well. I will say though, anyone's trying to challenge me in a fast food eating contest, I, I'll say to this day, I don't care what my performance said out there. That is not the player I am. And I'm 10 times better than that. I'm telling you, I can destroy Big Macs. Like, it's my job. Like, it's scary. It was scary. a sad you, effort. You, <laughs> if you watch me eat Big Macs, like, right now, I could probably eat, like, four or five in, like, one sitting pretty quickly. You would think I have diabetes. And honestly, I haven't gotten tested. I probably do. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my story on that. I, I think the highlighted crew needs to have a second annual contest of it i'm down <laughs> oh like do we all compete against oh, yeah. each other That'd be kind uh, of funny. I, I would lose <laughs> i've got such a small appetite as a all right sam um, you can be the moderator kid. me versus sully no i <laughs> it would be bloody I, I did one eating challenge one time and i was in uh, junior year me and some friends 
we went to Burger King for some reason. You can get like and 10 nuggets for a buck. That's Fire. why. Yeah. Yep. We, we, we decided we're going to do like a giant nugget challenge. We're going to see how much we can all eat in one sitting and whoever won got a ton of money. So it was four of us. And we call Burger King like an hour ahead. We're like, can you get us 500 nuggets? <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay. And we're like, we're serious. We swear. We had to call a second Burger King because of this. Um, and we go there and we sit down. This is, and oh my God, they, once you got past like nugget number six, no, yeah, it's like or nugget like, like 10 truck, like, no, this is Burger King. So you could say what I'm going to say just in general, but it, they started to taste like nothing and rubber. Oh, yeah. That's what it, that's what it tasted like, but they're easy to down. I will say that. Um, I got through about, oh, I think I was like 40 to 50, something like that. It was pretty sad, um, but I came in third. That's impressive. Uh, and the one that won hit like 60. I remember I wasn't really doing a contest. It was more of just like we got like a shit ton of nuggets um, from McDonald's. And I think I had like 25 or something. And I was like, I was obviously like feeling pretty sick. But like, I think if I like was in an actual like challenge, I don't know how many I could do right now. You're feeling sick as in like you didn't feel good or you like thought you were really cool? No, sick. Like I was like, I was feeling it. Like I didn't feel good, but I could have, I think I could have gone. Well, you didn't think you were cool? What's up? You didn't think you were cool while you were doing it? I I don't think it's really cool pounding nuggets in your, uh. Oh, it's fucking sick. (laughs) I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. If you're going to do a, like. I, I can't do like McDonald's nuggets that are like cold. Like they taste like garbage. Yeah, you can't. They can't be. You cold. gotta ask Cook to order on McDonald's nuggets. I feel like an asshole when I do that, but I do it. Wait, what do you do? You have to. You ask McDonald's for Cook to order nuggets. What is that? that? Yeah, they they'll make them. You just have to wait a few more minutes, and then you'll you'll Once. get them fresh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. When I used to work there, I always made some for myself for free, and they're always fresh. Oh boy. Damn, I kind of just like assume. I mean. Obviously, I knew like they just have like old nuggets laying around, but I just assumed like when I order at a restaurant, like they make my food for me. They did like oh, I don't, you know I what know. I mean. But McDonald's yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's obviously like leftover shit for all the like yeah. all the nuggets that are still in that tray. They will feed you, and that's why I asked for cook to order because they're fresh and they taste so damn good when they're fresh. Trust well, me. That's why I Chick- might have my new thing. A Chick Fil A, like for breakfast. Oh, Chick Fil A is just it's a cheat code. I yeah. had it today. It was it was perfect. Five star restaurant. For the breakfast, for the hash browns, you ask for them well done because they make them hot and they make them like really good. And they give you like a shit ton for some reason when you ask for it. So I always do that. And they always taste so much better than, like you said, when they're just like sitting there. So all right, make sure you do that. I mean, listeners out there, we've turned into a food podcast. We don't talk (laughs) about sports anymore. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's honestly, this is the last question. There's only two non-sports ones. There's three. Okay. Really? Yeah. I'm, I mean, maybe I could have swore I saw like five at least. Well, a lot of them are like, "Why is Sully annoying? Why hasn't well, Sully I, been?" Yes. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna I know that. Yeah, I know well, that. I mean, right. We can answer those. I mean. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, we pretty much covered everything else from the original podcast. Um. All right, but this is the last one. Who would win? I don't understand this question. This is hilarious, though. Who would win? Yes. 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 <laughs> Who would I win? Reading this. All of Philip Rivers' kids. Or Trace McSorley. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's the best question we've received. 
I mean, are we talking uh, about a football game? Are they fighting to the is death? This, is this current day? Because Trace McSorley's on a torn ACL. That's a good point. I'm gonna and Phil Rivers right. doesn't he? He has like a 19 year old, doesn't he? Can you wait? Can you guys explain the Trace McSorley meme to, meme to me? I know it's a TikTok thing, but I yeah, I don't watch TikTok, so I, I don't think really... my understanding of it is he had a rap and like it got leaked, I guess, or something, and it's like it's like him rapping and then that became like a viral TikTok sound and then they just made him into like a meme and they like show highlights of him using the sound and it's like i'm trace mcsorley just the kid from briarwood throw it on a dive <laughs> it's literally the dumbest song but it's like oh, it's trace mcsorley like, he's just like a meme now i don't know Phil- people okay. make memes of whatever they want like you know gamestop like yeah go back gamestop make yeah. millions of dollars on hold memes. on i i want to know the ages of Philip Rivers' children. I, I got it up right now. You do? Okay, One's like 19, cool. bro. Tell so me. there's Hallie, who's 18. Caroline, that's 15. Grace, that's 14. Gunner, who's 12. Sarah, that's 10. Peter, that's 8. Rebecca, that's 6. Claire, that's 4. And Anna, that's 1. So he has a lot of girls. So seven girls, two girls. boys. So, Is that correct? Yes. Seven girls, two boys. Two boys and five girls. Wait. And, no. and the, the oldest boy is like 12 years old. Wait, so he has eight. Eight girls, two boys. Hey, Wait, he has nothing, ten. Nothing against girls. No, they can he beat has the nine. shit oh, out of Trace. Nine. Seven and two. Yeah, seven and two. Girls can beat the shit out of Trace. What's, what's the oldest one? His name? Hallie. Hallie Berry. Is she built? Let's see. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, she built. <laughs> it's like there Ronda was Rousey. Uh, there was this article that I read. It was hilarious. It was like, what will happen first? Philip Rivers has another kid, or he retires first. I saw was, that. It was to retire, obviously, but I was. Yeah, yeah. he's about to go to more, work. He'll have more kids now. Obviously. Yeah, he's about to go to work. <laughs> um, but that was that was all the questions. We didn't That's even answer. Who who wins? Who no, I would pick the kids. I would pick the kids. I mean, it's one dude. It's one. I don't dude. know, man. They have Philip Rivers jeans in them. They got nosing. They have nosing to those. They have, yeah, they have nosing, and they have the injury bug. Come on, guys. They might have gotten all the zing, though. Philip Rivers, when he had <laughs> yeah, his kids, kid is yeah. he totally. lost a little bit of zing, and they went into his kids, and now they team up. They got a decent amount of zing. Too much but, uh, I didn't think of it like that. Too much to right, I'm going to leave us out. with this. I'm going to leave us with this. I got one more question. All right. Best Logic album? Uh, under Pressure. Wait, album or project? Because this is a different answer for uh, me. We could do. Pro- uh, I have a different uh, answer. It's the same answer for project or. All right, what's your favorite project? Welcome to Forever. It's incredible. It's, it's good. It's under pressure first... is. Oh, I don't, under pressure. Under pressure is amazing. Ever. Incredible so true story is ridiculous. Hits yeah. is better than under pressure, if you ask me. But that's just me. Disagree. I love. It's fair. Hits. I think th- they're both. They're both tens. Though, I think so incredible matter. true story as like an entire, like the entire like, it, like the story. Yeah. 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 I think it's a better album, but like no pressure probably has, I mean, uh, under pressure, not no pressure. No pressure was all right though, but under pressure has some very, very good songs. on. Oh yeah. It. Okay. What under what's pressure this? is, I mean, that's an absurd song. Soul food's my favorite logic song. Okay. I was about to ask, what's your guy's favorite song by him? Under pressure. Under pressure. Under and Pressure's Soul amazing. Food. Yeah. Soul Food's my favorite. Number two is um oh no, what's the song? Hold on, I gotta go to my song. I mean, well, my no, my favorite's Welcome to Forever, but number two, 
City of Stars. That song. City of Stars is fire. So is good. Amazing. City of Stars is another song where I wish I could just have the second half. You're yeah, insane, I, I, dude. No, Why do you under- not like build up to song? To <laughs> I good like songs it. I like it, but fun. sometimes I'm in the mood to hear the song, but like I don't want too much build up. The only maybe song, I, the only song I that I'm thinking, I don't know. The only song that I can think of that like I would agree with you in the sense, but I flip it. Like I would keep the first half of Hell of a Night by Travis, and then the rest is so bad. The rest is so bad. Okay, that's dude, dude. I'm trying to think. Of, yo, what's the logic song he does over Miss Jackson beat? Oh, oh, um, that's my second favorite logic song. Let me, let me, uh, do I don't know. I can't think of it right now. I, my SoundCloud's not working. SoundCloud, wait, wait, I got the, uh, roll call, roll call, yeah, roll call. Roll call so, so good, good. so call. good. Better listen to it right after this. Let's go. You know what's sad? I was listening to Outcast the other day, and Miss Jackson came out. I was like, I kept hearing roll call lyrics Dude, in my head. Yup, I, I was playing Power Hour. Somewhere. Like, uh, I was in the city this weekend. Power Hour, we were playing it. Miss Jackson came on, and I'm like, Yo, like Logic's about to start, like, ripping it. <laughs> yeah, but he then always... it wasn't Logic, and I was like, Fuck. Yeah, he raps over so many like old instrumentals. Like yeah. when I listen to Kanye Good Friday, I hear um, uh, what's that song? Uh, Feeling good by logic or oh, something like that. Song. Except yeah. uh, Good Friday is better. I will say that. Oh my god. Good okay. Friday is like my favorite Kanye song. I'm not even kidding. That song is amazing. You don't say kid to us. You don't say kid around. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for highlighted All Sports Culture Podcast. Remember, prize picks, use the code all sports. They're gonna match everything you put into it up to a hundred dollars. Uh, it's a great app. Go play if you like fantasy sports. Regardless of that, that's going to be it. We're going to be back Thursday with a guest. With that being said, goodbye.